Hello, I'm Holly, and welcome to the podcast Spooky Saturday. My friend Kayla and I are here to question the suspicious, investigate the intriguing, and do our best to distinguish fact from fiction. Each episode, we dive headfirst into a topic of choice and find stories, evidence, history, and more to discuss and debate. Join us in earning some merit badges, Spooky Scouts. Now let's begin. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spooky Saturday. This is kind of like our soft relaunch, I suppose, <laughs> in a way. Because, yeah, we have all new all new backgrounds. We're pretty much trying to just do, like I said, a soft relaunch because we're going to be making it into a podcast, which Yay. is exciting. So we're actually going to have a, a proper podcast and then maybe one day get invited to the UFO con. <laughs> the dream. <laughs> the dream. To the dream. speak as experts. As experts in the field of... Ancient alien, alien theorists, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes. But yeah, and we were just looking at to make, we want to make the patches. So the corner is our new little logo that Kayla made, which is amazing. And we want to make it into patches so that we can make like vests and wear them. And that'd be yes. sweet. We can wear them like on the episodes. Yes, like on spooky sc- scouts. <laughs> yeah, so we have to wear them spooky scouts. <laughs> it's amazing. So anyway, there's lots of fun things. Lots of fun things in the work works. And uh, I have sparkling water today because I'm staying hydrated. Oh, I have cider. Yeah, that's good. I don't know why uh, I did this, but I'm the picture I used is one of the ones I took at Area 51 on my green screen. It's <laughs> so perfect. I'm just in Area 51. You're literally there right now. I'm literally there right now, and it's cloudy. It looks like a nice day, actually. I'm here in Area 51, ready to. You're, you're uh, coming live straight from the scene. Straight from the scene, exactly. But yeah, so this is kind of like a little just uh, refresher. I've been doing a shitload of research on UFO alien things and their pretty much official releases from governments. So this is kind of like a refresh on like when people try and challenge you to be like, well, aliens are real. I don't know about that. You can just be like, well, that's number one. The word alien is hyperbolic. But they also, it's also called um, UAPs, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. So now they have a, like, more legit word for it. So, because they don't actually know if they're aliens, but you can find a bunch of official release documents more or less saying that this, this is real and we don't know what it is. Which, like, yeah. I don't know if that's more upsetting. <laughs> I, I, it's pretty upsetting. Like It's pretty upsetting, but I don't know if it's like, it's like, what's upsetting is like, okay, are they, they sneaking it? Like, is it a sneaky thing? Are they like, but I, I have this, this is my theory before we like jump in and like mm-hmm. full, like just jumping in the pool here in the deep end. <laughs> my theory is that there's parts of the government that do not know about the whole alien like phenomenon. They don't legitimately do not know what UFOs are. Like, that's why they're like, yeah, maybe we should monitor this. I don't know. And then I think there's some other, maybe it's a private, like, enterprise or something or some part of the government that has, like, recovered craft that, like, they don't talk to each other. That's my, that's my guess after researching all this UFO stuff. Because I feel, I feel like it's, there's probably a bunch in the private sector, too, because it's like, like that guy who owns Skinwalker Ranch, uh, the oh big guy. Oh, my God. Like, like, that guy's got some shady shit going on, and he's totally private. He's not part of the government. So, like, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, all the secret stuff is on a need-to-know basis, but there are legitimately people in our government, or in governments across the world, 
who have been researching these unidentified aerial phenomenon. And one of the shows I watched, which you guys absolutely need to watch, it was amazing. It's called, it's from, I know it's the History Channel, I know half the time their stuff is really dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Like, but it's fun dumb. But this, this was actually like legit. And it was called um, Unidentified on the History Channel. Just if you get a chance to watch that series, that series has like, just like really awesome stuff with actual military people saying like, yeah, I saw this. I was flying in a jet. I don't know what it was. Like, it's not, they don't, they don't say like, they were aliens. They're just like, we don't know what this is, but it's definitely outmaneuvering us. Well, yeah. And that's like, that's the verbiage they have to use. I feel like with those kinds of things, like in any professional practice, you can't, it's very unwise to outright say like, it's this, right? You have to always be like, we don't know for sure what it is, but we can state the facts of like how it presents itself. Right, exactly. That's suspicious in and of itself, in my opinion. But it, and it's interesting, like it's, um, I know you said you watched a show and the what I'll be talking about is the book about Roswell and the government's response to it. And I do think that you're right, that there are sectors of the government that are aware of it and the rest of it just isn't because they don't need to be. Right. They don't need to be. And like, again, all this, we'll get into this later, but I found like a whole like archive of CIA documents posted by the CIA on the internet for anyone to look at about UFOs. And it's literally called UFOs Fact or Fiction, which just made me laugh really hard. Because, you know, <laughs> I know. I saw that link and I was like, fact please. Fact or Fiction. <laughs> please. Yeah, it's crazy. I'll link those later. But though more or less, it's stuff from like the 50s being like, yes, people have like reported this stuff. But yeah, there's no like follow up. It's just it just goes away. Like there's never any follow up to it. They're like, yeah, we don't know. It might actually cause like mass hysteria. Ugh. Yeah, that's so. always the excuse. Like we meant we were uh, talking before and it, it's always the government. The government excuse is that the people will flip out. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, if you keep waiting for years and years, they always refer back to War of the Worlds. And I'm like, okay, that was a one-time thing. Yeah, and it could have been anything. They could have been like, there's like, there's like bugs in your butt. Like, people would have been <laughs> like, whoa, what? I, I don't know, the radio's new. Ah, freak out, you know? Yeah, because like, they're literally broadcasting on the radio. Aliens are here and they're killing us all. Like, yeah, yeah. I'd freak out too. Not I would aliens too. are here and they had no way them. of confirming it. There was no way for them to confirm or deny it. They're just like, I don't know. They probably are here. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, so this episode, we're just going to pretty much talk about just UFO stuff. And if anyone here is new, I, uh, I we have like, there's just a bunch of really good examples about how these things are more or less confirmed by the government of, of here and like other places. But yet they're, you know, they're still not taken seriously because of ridicule and the I guess, like, mainstream news community, which I hate saying because it sounds, like, bad. But you know what I mean. Yeah. And I feel like all of the research we did not only is about aliens, but about the government relating to aliens, right? Like, yeah, government, like you said, cover up how they handle it. Um, The book I read goes into a couple memos as well at the end, official military memos about UFOs and Roswell, (sighs) which is scary. I don't. I don't yeah. like thinking about it. Yeah. So tell me about the book some. Like, what is this? This was, is this, um, what's it called again? It's The Day this, After Roswell. Is that it? Yes. This book is The Day After Roswell by Colonel Philip J. Corso, retired. And he was a colonel. Like, it's not yeah. easy to get to be a colonel. No. And, I mean, he, he, he will tell you throughout this book 
how he is a colonel and of his time in Korea multiple oh, times. Yes. <laughs> thanks, so, Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Grandpa. So I didn't, I did not finish the book, but I got through the first section where he talks about Roswell. He talks about what people saw there, how the government reacted to it, what they found there, and then his time years later being given the items found at the Roswell crash site to research for his position in research and development for foreign military weapons. Interesting. So he was in he was in the there are two divisions for R&D in the military. There's domestic and foreign. So for foreign they were like here's all this alien tech. Please figure <laughs> it out. So cuz typically his responsibility was to look at things going on in Russia, look at things going on in Korea, study right. what they've discovered and how or if it can be applied to our weaponry. And he talks about how he was given a filing cabinet that has alien junk in it. And they were like, figure it out. And he was like, oh, God, (laughs) (laughs) freaking out. But yeah, that's I I thought all that was incredibly interesting. He talks about the cover up and why they did it. So I don't know. Should we just start with Roswell talking about Roswell? So why why did uh, some context? I've been to Roswell. It's weird. Yeah, talk about talk it's about weird. you being there. Yeah, I went there just as like a pit stop driving back home from a job I was doing. And uh, yeah, it was weird. <laughs> like there's a bunch of weird touristy stuff with aliens, which like, I mean, it's weird, amazing weird. Like, it was great because it's the middle of the desert. And there's just a bunch of like, like, come in here and take pictures with aliens, I guess. But there is, <laughs> yeah, of like, like latex aliens. But there is a museum so there's a UFO, like, evidence museum, and it actually has some legitimate, like, documents, like, recreations or whatever of things that are, you know, of, <laughs> that are pertinent to the to the argument of there being UFOs. But then there's also just, like, a whole, like, thing of, like, greys standing under a UFO, like, Ooh! <laughs> like which Ooh! is also amazing. Yeah, the UFO museum in Roswell, it's really weird, but there's some, like, if there's some legit stuff in there if you take the time to go through it, and I was there for, like, hours, so it was really fun. But yeah, I think uh, because where this thing actually happened was not in the city of Roswell. It was outside in a farm. And Roswell just obviously took that over as like a tourist thing. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It was still still entertaining. Yeah. And Colonel Colonel retired. Uh, Philip J. Corso goes into it a bit cinematically in this book. But he talks about the fact that it it happened. I, I think there's some dispute as to the exact day this occur, occurred for some reason, but he lists it as July 4th, uh, 1947. <laughs> yeah. Like, Independence Day. And I was like, yay. Yay. <laughs> today will no longer be known as an American holiday, but the we, today the day we stand up in one voice, but we will not go quietly into the night. We will not exactly. perish without a fight. We will, okay. Exactly. <laughs> Yes, Holly knows the entire speech from Independence Day. It is magical. You're welcome. But I thought that was really funny because th- he he mentions in there kind of people. I think it, there was a lightning storm that night. There were maybe fireworks because it was the 4th of July. I don't know. And this alien craft just crashes in the middle of the desert near Roswell. And apparently the fire department was called. Multiple people saw it like go over their homes. They they've said that they they saw it and that they called it in to the local police and the fire department and the fire department was dispatched to go see what was going on because they thought, "Oh, crap, a plane crash. People are going to die. We need to get out there." 
And at the same time, the military was alerted because they were watching the skies. Like there was an Air Force base near there, or like some kind of tower that was watching for, for anything weird. And they had been watching the radar and the radar was showing blips that were inconsistently like going in and out mm. and they had no explanation for it. And the blips would just like do these jagged maneuvers that planes are not capable of doing. Right. And they were like, maybe this is the lightning storm, maybe. And then they saw that the one like shot across the radar and then fell. And then they they identified the crash. So they dispatched someone, I think slightly after the fire department was dispatched, but they got there before the fire department. And um, the way he describes the event is that the the military gets there, they find the craft, they set up all these lights all around, and they block off the whole area, and they find an alien spaceship, and they find, I believe, two deceased aliens, and one that's, like, running away. It's running away? Yeah. Yeah, Holy he shit. says that... He says that there's one running away and the the there are guys there with guns, obviously, mm-hmm. and they start yelling at this alien. They're like, halt, halt. And the alien is just like beating cheeks and trying <laughs> to get away. And they shoot him. Oh, my And they God. shoot the alien. Yeah. And apparently they tried to get them to not. They were like, stop. Yeah. What are you doing? And the guy just tiny, like, freaked right? out. Like, they're not big. Yes. The aliens are described as like the size of children, giant light bulb heads. Tiny little mouths, big eyes, all gray, six fingers, no thumbs. Weird. So pretty similar to what you'd expect. But yeah, there was one that was still alive. And apparently they shoot it and it's carried out on a stretcher and is dying. Oh my God. He, He goes into the perspective of a fireman who shows up after the military has this quartered off. And he, in all of the flurry of activity sneaks around and he sees the alien and he said he could feel the alien was dying in his brain and then the alien dies like it's like beamed into his brain so that basically they collected they screamed at the firemen and the police to go away because you know they're like get out of here forget this right Don't, don't tell anyone what you've seen right one of the guys i believe the same fireman picked up a piece of the ship and took it with him oh and they all leave, and then the military goes through and sweeps everything and collects it all and, like, goes away. Yeah, this is the plot of Paul. That's where Plot Paul, the movie, got the plot from. <laughs> yep. So that that's his uh, his retelling of it. So if you're not familiar with Roswell, this is the official right. Colonel Philip J. Corso cinematic telling from multiple perspectives in this book. Is that where was the alien running? Like, where was he going to go? He was just, apparently, like, the ship had kind of crashed into... I don't know what the, the they describe it as, but basically a hill. And mm-hmm. the alien was trying to, like, crest that hill to just oh. get away. Because, I mean, these guys are pointing guns at right. him. Yeah. And he can't communicate with them. So, like, there's no way to communicate. So, I guess he was just like, yeah. Ah! <laughs> I feel like, like, let's, like, put ourselves for a moment <laughs> in the shoes yeah. of these aliens. Just, like, in the shoes of these aliens, the aliens, they crash. Okay. Like, they're clearly not, like... The big wig aliens. They're clearly not the bosses. Because, like, there's just a couple of them in a tiny craft. Like, they're clearly not the people that are, like, here to to probe anyone. Because their ship isn't big enough. And there's right. been, like, reports of, like, way, way bigger ships. 
Like the Phoenix Lights. Mm-hmm. So there's reports of way, way bigger ships. So, like, let's just say these are the aliens who are, like, doing, like, a satellite, what is it, like, satellite survey. <laughs> like, that's, so, like, what, they crash, and, like, these people come at them with guns. Don't you, like, I guess the telepathic thing would make sense, because it's, like, how would they, they would have to know that we spoke language. Like, they would have to know that. Mm-hmm. If they're studying us, so these these guys just don't have the ability to communicate other than telepathically, I guess. Yeah, they they pretty much apply that in this book because at a certain point they find like a headband and I think mm-hmm. that's how they control the ship. It's like everything they do is telepathically. Their heads are just like described as absolutely enormous and their mouths are, are mm-hmm. described as like tiny slits that are basically Ugh. like folds in their mouths. Like they could not speak out of them. There's no way. So like how do they eat? They just like stick a straw in there? <laughs> like it's like a sippy? They just take a little sippy? A little sippy. A little baby Yoda of mouths. Yeah. Like yeah, so it's implied that everything's telepathic. Like, interesting. I guess if if I were in that situation, I feel like my inclination would also be to run because you're you know you're gonna die anyway. Like they're I, they're gonna catch you and experiment on you, or you can just try to run and let them kill you. Right, <clears throat> would be my assumption because I guess they're probably smart enough to know like oh they're gonna definitely dissect my friends, my dead friends. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Another weird thing about this is later, I think it was Philip J. Corso himself. He he kind of jumps between different perspectives, but I believe this one was from his own, where he saw one of the dead aliens, mm. and it was covered in a giant one-piece suit that went over its head, too. Like, it was, oh. like, completely covered so its skin wouldn't touch anything. Oh, interesting. So, I would think that there's got to be something with their skin and that being hypersensitive, yeah. if that's the case. So maybe that's true, that they absorb nutrients through their skin. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe that tele- telepathy is closer to projected empathy. Yeah. Like, we could feel their feelings, but, like, not true communication, maybe? Yeah. That would make sense, because the way it's described is that the guy was able to feel the fact that he was dying, like, feel that... Sense That's of so weird and creepy, like, just meh, fina- finality. Like, yeah, eh, I guess I'm gonna die now. So they shot him. Okay, that's where we left off. They shot him. Yes, they shot. So the they alien. shot him. They're just like, yeah. You know, they're like, oh well, I guess. Yeah, freaking out. And then they just like apparently like lock arms, sweep the whole area, pick up all everything that they can find, and they just take it all away. Like they bring a crane out there, they grab the ship. Yeah. They take it all to a warehouse. They take the dying alien. They take the dead aliens. They yell at the firemen <laughs> and they go. Yeah, these poor firemen, like, where, what happened to them? <laughs> like, yeah, they're just like, um, we're just trying to help. Is something going on? And they're like, forget what you've seen here. Go home. Like, and then, yeah. then they, like, get Chernobyl and, like, like you know, like, what happened? Like, you could, being exposed to that stuff couldn't have been good. I know. Well, and apparently the guy who took the piece of debris home he described it as a woven kind of metal material that he could crumble down and then it would like return to its regular shape he took it home and he showed it to his daughter and his daughter played with it and she's apparently spoken about it yeah i've seen that interview yeah like she's talked about it and they came and uh the military came and took it from him and threatened them and threatened her Mm -hmm. and scared her half to death apparently yeah. So 
like they definitely were very it sounds like they were sloppy in the beginning and then they were very yeah awful and, and hateful yeah i mean then that's what makes me wonder too is because they were really sloppy like the the newspaper reported about it yeah like about roswell they were like up oh, flying disc found in the desert and then all of a sudden it was like nope <laughs> like so they didn't even get it in time for the local newspaper to not like not talk about it yeah, when it's like, because they couldn't, I mean, what can they do? Because they don't know how many people were just outside. There were just so many people just outside watching the lightning storm and just chilling. And they see this thing fly through the sky. Like people, you can't stop multiple people yeah. from seeing something that's just in the air. There's no way. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's like another thing if you guys, you know, if anyone ever wants to say like, oh, these phenomena don't exist. I mean, they absolutely do because like, look at the Phoenix lights. There's a yeah, massive, so many people massive have seen that. phenomenon that saw that. Even when I was out of Phoenix Con, I asked on a panel because I'm trash. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> who saw the Phoenix lights? And like, more than half the people in there saw the Phoenix lights on the uh, panels is my own research. <laughs> of course, I was like, all right, back to talking about cosplay or whatever. But <laughs> thanks for the aliens. <laughs> yeah, that, that other stuff. Thanks for the, thank you for sharing your aliens. Yeah, but like, and then, uh, then eventually, again, there's multiple interviews about this. And it might be on the unidentified documentary that I told you guys to watch. Where the governor actually admitted that he didn't know what it was. He saw it. He didn't know what it was. It was the governor of Arizona. And he was in Phoenix. He saw it. He didn't know what it was. And then they joked about it. And they're like, ha ha, you're, we'll come out in an alien suit. And everyone made a funny joke about it. But like, it's a, he, he admitted he did not know what it was. And he thinks that it was something, like, he doesn't know if it was aliens, but he doesn't think it was from this planet. Or, and he doesn't think it was ours, I think is what he said. So, that's cool. It's just crazy. It's insane. Like, basically, and what happened after Roswell, like you said, is, like, they they were very bad at dealing with everything immediately. And then they had to, I, I believe the military released a statement at first saying, yep, it was a UFO. And then they were like, oh, shit. And then they yeah. went back. <laughs> and they were like, JK. And they, were, they came up with the memo about it being a weather balloon, which is, like, a famous statement. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. oh, it's just a weather balloon. Ha, ha, ha. But... That's that's legit what they did. Yeah, and they had this dude, like, posing by a weather balloon, being like, oh, it's a weather balloon, there it is. And you have yeah. that picture is, like, now the iconic picture of the whole Roswell incident because it's, like, so staged. This is a guy with some tinfoil. Like, you would not call that a flying saucer if you saw tinfoil. No. It's not, I mean, there's just so little credit given to these, like, people to say that they went to the middle of the desert, saw something, and were like, oh, it's a UFO, when, like, they've, like... A weather balloon is clearly a weather balloon. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's like, it's not, it's also not big enough for as many people to have seen it as they did and for it to have the impact that it did upon crashing. Right. I, I just, it's insane. Part of what we're going to talk about today is saying if the government admitted aliens are real and have been to Earth, that would, that would become chaos. But they did. They did do that. They did say that, well, not aliens, but they like said like, we don't know what this is, and, like, we're going to fit here. I'm going to link you some articles. We're going to officially say that we don't know. Like, here's one. This is in the New York Times. Here, again, and here's here's what I was talking about earlier. This is the, the CIA website where you can, and it says UFOs, fact or fiction. Wait. <laughs> fact or fiction. Come, we come right back to Frakes. <laughs> it all comes back to it Frakes. It all comes back to Frakes. But, like, you can read all these things where people are, like, it's their government documents where people are like, we don't know what this is. Like, we just don't know what it is. So it's so really, they have, and like, they have admitted, especially in this History Channel thing, when you watch this, 
There's a few different videos, and we actually talked about them. They're called Go Fast Gimbal and um, Flyer, I think. Spelled like Leet Speak. Like fly, Flyer 1 or whatever. But all of these are confirmed incidents from the U.S. government. So all of those, so you can look at documents, pages of documents from the CIA, of them even talking about how that if they talked about how these things were real, it would cause, like, emotional catastrophe or something. (laughs) Well, and that's the big reasoning is, even in this book, they just, it always comes back to the War of the Worlds thing. But I, I just don't think, I think that's such a stupid excuse. Like, the War of the Worlds incident was totally different than you telling just flat out scientifically yeah this is happening we're not gonna die we're not dying we're not being murdered right now but but then again are we are they just abducting <laughs> us we don't know we don't know like <sighs> i read one article once like who knows if this was real it was like one of those out there ones but it was just like yeah the government made a deal with these aliens for technology and they said like every year they could just take a number of us just take what? us yeah no I mean, it was one of I hate that. I know, but it was scary. <laughs> Whether or not it's true, it's scary. <laughs> They're like, here, oh, have a, man. here, here's an iPhone. We can take a hundred people a year. <laughs> like, can you imagine? It's no, I I hate that. But I, I mean, I believe that because the government sucks. But like, I I feel like the the most plausible thing is, I guess I I would think aliens are abducting some people. But yeah. I feel like if we if they just told us, yes, that's what's happening. I, I don't think there would be mass hysteria necessarily. No, not at this point. Like, I think no. maybe in the 50s when people, like, didn't have cell phones. But at this point, I'm just like, it's not hard for me to imagine some species that created a space time or, like, a space bending craft. Like, that's not, it's not, I mean, it's not hard to imagine. I can't, it's not hard to think that there are, like, there are, you know, societies out there that are way more advanced than ours that have come to way more technologically advanced conclusion. I mean, we practically have AI at this point. I would prefer that answer, honestly, that we are not alone in the universe because yeah. that's more depressing. That's a scarier thought to me. Um, I don't think most people would notice or care. I mean, I feel like they would if like the news was just like, here's a UFO, it's landing on the White House lawn. Like that'd be nuts. That, but that's like the yep. only way that it's going that people are going to pay attention to this. That's it. There's no other way people are going to pay attention to it because it's been too, it's been too uh, ridiculed and stigmatized as a like legitimate thing. Yeah, it's true, and it's so like one of the. I think I think the reason the original incident was covered up was because the War of the Worlds and the Cold yeah. War. The Cold War as well was, like, a big thing he goes into because it happened during that. And then, like, I think from there, it's just, like, I guess it's just happened so many times. How do you tell people? How do you tell people at this point? Yeah, we developed weapons from alien technology and we haven't told anyone. And people who could actually benefit from from it just don't know and haven't had time to research it. That's actually – I mean, that's a good point because it's, like, at this point, they've, like, lied for so long – it's just like, and like, if they tell us, oh, all of your computers, like all your phones, everything you have, like we developed based off of like something we got from an alien ship, like everyone would be like, what the, <laughs> like, yeah, because it's not because it's from an alien ship, because they didn't tell anyone. Yeah. And it's like, think of what, else, like some people who aren't a part of the government 
could have done with that technology. I feel like that would be a thing that would piss people off. Yeah. One one of the things, um, going back to this book a little bit, more into the government cover-up of it, is, like I said, the Cold War was a big thing that they they kept it covered up because they were allegedly picking up alien tech that could make weapons. And the whole point of the Cold War was, like, racing to make better weaponry. Like, other other things, too. But, like, that was a big a big thing. And at the same time, the people – there were spies in the U.S. government that knew about it and reported back. But they could not say that they knew about it because then their spies would be sussed out. Right. So there was just all kinds of secrecy at the time, like layers and layers of it to where no one could ever say anything but multiple people knew. Right. So, and I I think that's true. I think that they covered up because of this and it's just steamrolled and like more things have happened since then. There have been alien, more aliens, more of the same. I, I don't know. That's another thing is like, do you think there's only one species of alien that has been here? Is no. there only one? Well, like, I, there's a lot of stuff where it's just, like, I don't know. I, like, there's the, whatever, like, four different kinds of aliens that, like, people have said have, they've seen. And there's, there's lots and lots of evidence for the, like, Nordic people. The, like, blonde, like, tall people that look human. They look like us. That was the fire in the sky. Yeah. Like, that's that guy's, like, real account of it is that they were, like, tall, blonde, beautiful people. <laughs> yeah. And there's, like, there's, like, all kinds of weird incidents, like, from people running into, like, people like that in the desert, just walking along. Like, just, like, weird stuff like that. And there's, like, so, like, I think there's enough, co- like, collaboration between sightings where I feel like there might be some truth behind them. Obviously, there's truth behind the greys. Lots of people see the greys. And I'm also, like, maybe, I don't know. I really don't know about the reptilians. I feel like that's just a joke. <laughs> like, honestly, I feel like the reptilians are a joke. Like, I feel like people, yeah. I feel like that's just a silly joke. But, like, there is a total possibility that there's a species that looks, you know, has some kind of, like, reptile ancestor. Who knows? Like, the universe is vast. But I feel like that's too much. I that's like kind that's of like a, an Illuminati joke yeah, kind exactly. of thing, yeah, I feel exactly. like. And I'm like, that's just too... And no one... Not many people have, like, as detailed and or as prolific accounts of reptilians. And, and they just start getting weird immediately. And it's like, okay. Like, that's that's weird. But, like... Um, but I feel like the... What are the... The blonde people they call the Pleiadians. I think that word's just made up. But I feel like there's some... I feel like there's something, like, behind that. I feel like there is something behind the greys. And um, I feel like there was, like, one other one that I can't remember. I mean, there's weird ones. People have described, like, out-of-nowhere ones that are just weird. So, like, there's a couple of, like, outliers of just weird ones. But there's also, like, God, I've, read, like, heard other interviews and read other things where it's, like, they say there's different kinds of greys. Like, there's good oh. ones and then there's bad ones. There's because people see tall greys. Like, they don't just see the little ones. So, like, there's different, like, either, like, factions. That's why I'm thinking the little ones were just, like, the grunt workers who crashed their dumb ship, like, because they spilled a Coke on it or something. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, the taller ones are, like, the ones that are, like, it's like Invader Zim. They're taller ones, the ones who are important. That's interesting. Yeah, because that's true. It's like you either hear, uh, it's same, same general appearance, different height, different size. Yeah. Yeah, so, and there's, yeah. And then yeah, there's also, like, mantis people, like those. I don't know. I don't know if there's Ugh, mantis no, people. I can't do that. Like, a giant bug people. Giant no, mantis people. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. That's too scary. Yeah, there's a, I mean, there's a ton of Central American myths on, about aliens. Like, it's, it goes, like, crazy. But yeah, I feel like there's a lot, 
there's a lot of different like people's and a lot of things I just can kind of going by people's encounters that I've read about and I've read about a lot of them and watched a lot of shows on it and all that. So I feel like if we're going to say that anything is like the most real ones, that it's going to be the greys most likely. Yeah, I would say because that's that's what you hear the most of. That's what I feel like a lot of it comes back to. That's what all of the media like yeah that's how they describe them so it just seems like the most plausible yeah it's yeah did your the stuff you look into go into any sort of like specific alien tech that had been in the memos or anything like that no i actually what i was looking at was more like stuff that in the past literally in the past five years has been confirmed by the government oh my god like the the tic-tac shaped ufo that they released that video yeah, were, the um, Blink-182 guy. Yes. <laughs> like, really? Yes, they released that video, and I'm like, bless him. Bless you, Blink-182 <laughs> guy. Doing the real work. I know, I'll, sh- I'll link, it's another History Channel thing. I mean, I know it's, no, it's the History Channel, which, like, well, the weird thing about the History Channel is, like, I respect you, History Channel, but I also, I also think you're kind of silly. Um, <laughs> also judge you, because this well, is not really. some of the things on Ancient Aliens are just, like, too far. I'm like, that gold pin thing that everyone wears i'm like it's a fish you guys it's, it's literally a fish there's other thing like it's just a stylized fish it was made by an artist like god there's so many mo- they're like there's just so many better examples of of like ancient alien stuff than that that thing and they're all like it's proof and i'm like it's not there's so many better things like that like all those renaissance paintings like the guy pointing up at the ufo that's just oh a god. ufo from the 1400s they don't know that what is that the scariest is. thing. Yeah. That is the scariest thing. If you have not seen that, all you, you just up. Google like Renaissance alien painting and it's literally a guy pointing at a UFO in the sky and his dog's looking at it also. Yeah. Like it's there. And it's painted in a church and like the Virgin Mary's on it. Like, and then there's the thing of a Nuremberg. That one messes me up too. The like triangles over Nuremberg. Those are like, those two things. I'm just like, you don't need a whole show talking about this stuff. Just show that and walk away. <laughs> Yeah, or the one we, um, we've we talked about before where the same symbols that were experienced in the Rendlesham Forest incident are on, like, ancient Japanese illustrations of a weird UFO. Yeah. Like, how is that possible? That's upsetting. That's yeah. upsetting. I'm trying to find a good picture of it, because, like, let's be honest, a lot of these UFO links are shady. <laughs> it's true. But, yeah, so, like... And this is a real, this is a real Renaissance painting. This is all legitimate. It's just, it's messed up. I'm sorry, but like ancient aliens, I'm like, you just need to show that. <laughs> like, Ugh. yeah, and the Japanese UFO too. Like, they're, those are mm-hmm. perfect examples. The dumb little thingy, the gold little, that's a fish. It's just a fish. It's not an airplane. Why would there be an airplane? <laughs> like, if there's, like, no, stop. But there have just been, I feel like throughout history, there have been, so many incidents of of ufos like the the one we talked about in japan that was like a story that someone wrote of someone washing up in a metal ship and them not understanding what the person was saying and them shoving back them back in it and like pushing them away yeah the japanese one where they're like oh we don't know go back home i guess (laughs) her past but it's like it's consistent like that these things are always recorded but never right. taken seriously or they're always pushed off as like oh it's something else but i mean there are military statements about it there's video there's 
ancient texts. There's all kinds of things. And it's always just kind of treated with that air of dismissal. Like you said, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And it's like, but they're starting to not have that because they're like that show Unidentified was so well researched and so much more taking this as a legitimate thing than any of the other things I've seen. Like, it's so much more, it's like, so thorough, talks to the military, talks to all of these people, and doesn't say that they're aliens so that people don't get all like weirded out. They say that they're unidentified aerial phenomenon, which is like, what I guess the government is cool with admitting. Like, because the government admitted, like, yes, this is a video of something. We do not know what it is. It's from the government, and it's called Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. And we want, like, one of the things that they want people to report it, they want to give soldiers away to, or, like, people in the Air Force were to report these things and not feel ridiculed for it. Yeah. And I think, I think I saw something months back that the military refers to them as that because they don't want to refer to them as UFOs anymore because they feel like people don't take that seriously. Yeah. Or they they have associations with it. So they're like, we don't call them UFOs anymore. Yeah. But, well, it's because they the people like studying this stuff, like they had, like they're literally doing it so people take it seriously. Yeah. Because otherwise people are like, oh, it's just aliens. And they're like, no, we literally don't know what this is. <laughs> like... We don't know if it's aliens or like people from another dimension, like or time. We don't know. It's just unidentified, and no one's trying to identify it like as aliens. They're just trying to identify it as whatever it is. They don't know what it is. But I mean, it's most likely aliens. Let's be honest. Oh yeah, <laughs> agree. Yeah. So I I do want to talk a little bit about the tech that this guy found. Yeah. Since yours kind of didn't go into that. He talks about, like I said at the beginning, that he is basically years down the line after Roswell. He he has that incident where I, I can't remember the exact placement of this or when it was. It was before he went into research and development and was given the tech, but it was after Roswell. And these things were stored in a building and there was another guy there who came outside he wasn't even supposed to go inside the building. He did not have clearance to do so. He was just supposed to guard it from the outside. And he comes back out and he looks apparently just like horrified and tells him, he's like, you need to go in there and see this. You have the clearance to do so. And apparently Philip J. Corso was like, okay, I won't turn you in for literally violating <laughs> your what you're supposed to be doing here, but right. I will go in there and see what's going on. And he said the only thing – he looked around, everything was kind of covered, and then there was one box that did not have the tarp on it and was partially opened. And mm -hmm. he was like, okay, this is what the guy pried open. And inside of it is just a literal alien suspended like in some weird blue liquid, mm -hmm. he said. And that's the one that he saw that was covered in like a fabric, a metal fabric. Mm -hmm. Just like head to toe. Whoa. And he said he just like got so terrified. He just like put the lid back on it and put the – Tart back on and he went back outside and he was like, we can't talk about this. Like, this is, we're never going to speak about this again. And he like chose to forget about it until he ended up in R&D wow. and was made to research that stuff. I feel like, I feel like if that happened to me, I would just throw up. <laughs> like, yeah. He was just like, uh. <laughs> yeah. That's so yeah, they up. were just like freaked out and they were like, we're just gonna, that didn't happen. It, apparently, like he just said, his brain was just like, that was a dream. That was weird. Goodbye. And like just went and he just had to forget about it. Yeah. I feel like that's just like an adrenaline thing, like something that's just so foreign. Your your brain's like, no. Yeah, no. Mm -mm. No. Mm -mm. No, no. No, thank you. Yeah, that's gross. 
But he, years after that incident, ended up in R&D. The guy he was working for called him into his office and was like, hey, I'm putting you in an office that's directly below my office in which you can come through this back door to get to my office. So you don't have to go through the front. No one can see you when you come to my office to report to me. that's weird. Yeah. And he was like, I want you to take this filing cabinet and I want you to go take it straight to your office. And if anyone stops you... Tell them to come see me. Like, don't let anyone stop you. Don't let anybody look at this cabinet. And, like, so he takes it down to his office. And he said, like, he chose to not look at it for a while. He was (laughs) like, dude, dude. Like, set up his office and and eventually was like, okay, I guess I gotta look. And inside of it was, like, some pieces of plastic, some kind of object that looked like Ritz crackers. Oh, weird. And he said he looked at those more closely and he noticed that they were just like immensely complicated circuits. Oh. Like they they had all like like the different lines of circuitry yeah. on them, but they were like stacked circuits. Oh. Like it was like very weird. And he was like, okay. And then he saw some lenses that were the same shape as the alien's eyes that he saw. And they were just like kind of like hard contact lenses oh, that weird. were black. And he said when you look through them, you could see heat signatures but Whoa. only the outside of things it was it would identify like the outside of objects Whoa. and if two objects he specified if two objects kind of like overlap they would become one so it wasn't that detailed but you could still kind of see things That's so weird and this was like through walls and stuff i believe it was like he could see no yeah that's predator vision <laughs> yeah <laughs> predator vision it's weird i wouldn't want to touch it no and he's just like dude and uh he found they, f- they found a headband that had clearer filaments sticking out of it that he was like, I don't understand what these are. They were very, very small, like little clear straws, like hmm. just kind of sticking out of it. And I think later they find out that that was used to pilot the ship telepathically. Right. And then also that fabric that that guy picked up that could be like compressed down and like spring back and... I think that was it. Oh, they also found a laser, which they all played with. <laughs> it was, yeah, like all of them played with it. And he was like, we didn't know what it did. But when we shot, shot it on things, it started smoking. And then we realized that it's probably what the aliens use to <laughs> cut open cattle. But they, they would like play with it and like shoot it on the wall and stuff. And then it, it was a clear laser. Like it did not have Whoa. any beam to it. And apparently one of the guys blew smoke on it and could see, you could see the beam through the smoke. That's the only way you could see it. And it was just, he was like, that's definitely what they used to so do cattle mutilations. Yeah. No. Yep. No. Yeah. Cause he was like, it was no. just a laser, no. a high intensity laser. So th- those were the things he was tasked with researching and developing into technology that could be used for weapons it or seems anything safe. like that. Yeah. And he was just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> seems fine. Okay. That seems he, okay. He just, yeah, and and he was given an office to where because of the fact they did not know where the spies were within the government for him to go through this his boss's back door and like be able to tell him things without report directly to him without anybody That's knowing crazy. about it. Yeah. God. Yep. So that those are the the items that he claims that were collected from the Roswell site that were used to try to develop weaponry and yeah. things like that. Well, I've heard that, like, some of the stuff they got from that ended up is what made Kevlar, is how they got the idea for Kevlar, the woven thing. Yeah, because that's what he he describes it. It's like a a woven metal material. It's, like, very stiff, Mm -hmm. but could be crumbled down, and then it would, like, maintain its shape. 
I don't know much about Kevlar, but and Kevlar can't do that. Like it's Kevlar yeah. can, is like strong, but it can't do that. Yeah, so it's like probably I guess derived from it. Yeah, well, someone in chat was saying that why are UFOs so America centric, and they're really not. Like there's in fact there's tons of UFO stuff in other countries. There's crashes in Russia. There's been crashes in the UK. There's been oh my god, there's so much like. It's a, there's a ton. It's not just the U.S. Um, obviously, the U.S., because of pop culture, has mostly the more well-known stories. But, like, there's some really good ones that happened in the U.K. There's one where, during a, a storm, a UFO hit one of those um, those electrical fans for making electricity, one of those big ones. Just, like, took it out. Just straight up took this fan out. Like, it's gone. And, like, the fans' blades were all, like, warped and messed up underneath. And the person was like, yeah, I saw, like, a flaming thing. Like, take this out. And, like, they, they like, tested the ground and stuff. And there was more radiation. Like, it was weird. There's, like, all kinds of different things like that. There's some in South Africa. Yeah, the, the kid, the school in Africa where the kids saw a UFO land. Oh and God. then they all drew the alien at different times. Ugh. And they all drew it the same. I hate that. If you that, that is a thing to crazy. Google. If you have not seen, it's just like all the children drew the same thing, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah there was an alien. It landed. It landed in like it was crazy. It pretty and the worst part, the worst part is that it landed and then told them that like global warming was gonna fuck us. <laughs> like, <laughs> they were just like, "You guys need to take care of your planet better." And the kids were like, "Yeah, well, we're, we're gonna, gonna tell the, these children. Maybe they will help the future." Because the it's adults too cannot. late, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, that, that's, that's cool. That's fun. Right? Oh, God. I hate that. I hate the, the I art. Know. That was, that was scary. It was very scary. It was in the news. I, I do think that what, what this guy described as alien tech, I do think influenced some things that we have now. I feel like. Oh, totally. I feel like it probably could have done more had other people gotten a hold of it that are more intelligent than the government, the people in the government, but... Well, that's the thing, is I think there's been more than one, and I think that there's lots of people that have gotten a hold of some of the stuff, and I think some people, even, like, citizen scientists have gotten close to some of these breakthroughs, and people, and the government comes and takes it away. Like, I remember my dad, one of my dad's friends that he painted with told my dad that his... His dad made something in his garage that was floating, like made something in his garage that was floating and like was going what? to, yeah, like some, his dad made something in his garage, made something in his garage, it was floating, That he was a little kid when he saw it, he remembers seeing it, it wasn't making any noise, and then one day it was just all gone, and his dad was like, yeah, we're just, don't talk about that anymore, and someone just came away, came and took it. I hate that. I hate yeah, that. Yeah, because it's like, I feel like there are things like maybe break- breakthroughs going like, that people do, and then, like, uh, because the government doesn't want people getting close enough to the truth, they're just like, nope, we're taking it away. It's ours. Sorry. And that, my guess, has to do with money and probably, like, the oil companies and, like, God only knows what, because it's probably, like, clean energy. And they're just like, oh, can't have that, guys. Well, it's just, if if the idea of aliens was something that the general public knew about, would everyone scientifically collaborate a bit better on everything. Like, (laughs) share their knowledge, build useful things, save the planet. Well, like, that's what's, that's like Star Trek, but we're not allowed to have that. (laughs) Yeah, we're not. Star Trek is not real, unfortunately. I wish it was. I'm ready for Star Trek Picard. I know. Ready. But yeah, I mean, lots and lots of other countries 
Um, like France came out with its UFO documents way before America did. They came out with tons of them. I think it was like the I watched this whole thing about I think it was the Venezuelan government or there like there's like the Mexican government too has done official research and admitted they don't know what it is. Lots of these governments have admitted to not knowing way before ours, and we just happen to know it because I mean. When it comes to America, America's just a media beast. Like everything here is going to be on the media so much faster because it's just it's that's our market, I suppose. That's the priority, really. Yeah. Is the media, I feel like. Oh my god, Space Force is so funny. Speaking of aliens, I watched Ad Astra, and if you haven't seen it, spoiler alert, there are no aliens. And it's just a depressing story about <laughs> how we're really mean to each other and we need to like focus on ourselves as humans and look at the life that's right in front of us and be kind to each other and stop devouring planets. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, oh, whoops. <laughs> I was I was hoping for a fun ride in space, but instead I got depression. It was very <laughs> sad. It's like, oh. Ugh. <sighs> yeah, well, and the, the stupid thing about the Space Force, I'm going to get into that because that's a whole other What discussion. is the Space Force? Because I don't know. It's literally I do not just know what like, is. it's literally just like satellite, like, spying. It's like protecting the Earth in space, or protecting America's assets in space. Which is literally, it's just satellites. That's it. Okay. Yeah. So, Interesting. Like, I mean, they said it's a space force, but it's like, no, they're just, they're just like collecting data from satellites. Like, even the little patch has, it's not even, it's just dumb. Is that something that's currently happening? Because I think I saw a picture yeah, of that. Yeah, they just came out with a new uniform where it says Space Force oh, on yeah, it. Oh, yeah, because they said the, our, that the president does not understand what space is because he <laughs> called it Space Force, right? Like... <laughs> Okay, now yeah. I'm now I understand because I wondered what that was about, but I was like, I'm scared to look into it because anything about politics these days yeah. makes me sad. So. Yeah, same. I mean, same. But it's it's a space force, space force. Wow, what a waste of a cool name. Yeah. That's sad. Yep, space force. Yeah, they have camo uniforms for in space. Nice. Well, wouldn't that just be black? <laughs> or do no, they just have they're like camo to blend oh, in with space? Oh my god. <laughs> Don't you know that's how you blend in with space? Hmm. <laughs> space that's so stupid. Uh, yeah. Wow. Well, that's that's where we've come. That's how far we've come. Yeah. And as, as a government. Yeah. And as I've said before, I mean, if there's aliens right now, they're just going to be like, I'm not going there. Sorry. Yeah. They're probably just like, nah, that's fine. We can just continue to watch them destroy themselves. But meh. Yeah. We're going to. They're just like, we're going to peace. Sorry, guys. We, just, we don't want to. Yeah, we don't want to undo this. Wow. Okay, so tell me about... That was pretty much the extent of of my book. There's also a proper military... What was it? It was a memo Mm. that one of the generals released that says, I've seen these things. It is my opinion that they're real, and it's not fake. They are shaped like an aircraft. I don't know what they are. Like that but it sounds yeah. like you have more of those things. Like there's plenty of memos where they're just like Oh, there's so many. There's so many. Like it's the the amount is just insane. Literally like one of these ones on the CIA website again <laughs> and these are all from the past, like nineteen seventy-eight and stuff. They're just like it's a memo on like what a mass UFO sighting could do. Yeah, what do they say? Did they say like 
mass hysteria. People will freak out and cry and lose their minds. Like, what what do they say about it in their memo? Like, this one I literally can barely read. Oh, I hate that. That's how this one is. It's like they did it on a typewriter and then scanned it 50 times. Yeah, like like 50 times. Yeah. (laughs) But it's like, it says what it is on here. It says like, responsibility for unidentified objects, objects, transmittal of tabulation on unconventional flying objects. Like, and a lot of them are from other countries, too. God, there's just, there's just so many. Stalingrad, Stalingrad, like, these are, like, other places. Fast-moving objects in 1954, and, yeah, it's not on a typewriter, and it's, like, also redacted in, like, 300 places. I hate that. It says, like, this is from 1954. It says, in the spring of 1954, this is from, it's from the CIA, like, they have this, and this one I can actually read. But it says, um, I was hospitalized for the treatment of jaundice. <laughs> That's a very 50s disease. At a military <laughs> hospital near the the something in... They gave you the latitude and longitude, but it's in Stalingrad. On two occasions during the period of my convalescence, I, as well as other patients at the hospital, observed the flight of an unknown object from horizon to horizon flying from southeast to northeast. This object appeared to be climbing. I cannot describe the object, but I, as I remember, it looked... took approximately one minute for the object to leave the range of my vision. This object caused a great amount of vibration in the air and made a screeching whistling noise, which was different from the noise made by artillery in the in the fight. I could not see the object itself, but I did see disturbance in the air, which seemed to envelop it. Like, that's weird. And that's from the CIA website! Are all of these memos, like, what makes the memos public knowledge? I don't know! This one's from- not classified. I guess because they don't know, like, I guess, like, like, again, like, I'm, I think, like, this is their public stance, is, like, there we are don't know. unidentified yeah. aerial phenomenon. We have seen them, our soldiers have seen them, like, our pilots have seen them, this is all real, we don't know what they are, but, like, we're not gonna say they're aliens because we don't wanna freak you the fuck out. <laughs> I feel like it scares me more that they don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> yeah, that they don't know and that they want to... I think it's scarier to have that information withheld to where people can't yeah. form opinions on it and they can't have that opportunity to be aware. I think that's scarier that the government is, like, holding on to knowledge that they're not... That's not really hurting anybody, really. Yeah. It's not like... I don't know. It's not like some act of war, like, secret... I don't know. That's scarier to me. Like, there's just, this is just crazy. This one's talking about being able to travel into the fourth dimension. Like, I don't know. This is on the CIA website, you guys. I don't know. There's a lot. Like, it's just, like, this one has a space message. Like, a, a message from space? Yeah. Hold on. It's, this is from a captain. A message one identified in Morse code and from a known U.S. and UN, U.S. licensed radio station. This was intended, I just, like, I don't know. There's just so many of these. And they're like, please dismiss it. And I'm like, (laughs) like, it's just so weird. I just feel like withholding the ability to research and study and work together and collaborate and things like that is what's scary. Because we don't live in Star Trek. I know. (sighs) There's just so many things that just like technology wise that like we had to have gotten help with. (laughs) And it's like kind of obvious. (laughs) It's just like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, jumps in te- I just don't understand massive jumps in technology. And, like... I mean, yeah. We, we've been around... Humans have been around for a long time. And just now, like, just in the past hundred years, we got computers. 
Right. Like, exactly. And look at how far we've come, like, since I, like, I was past, in elementary school. In the past 20 years, like, I didn't have a cell phone as a kid. Like, my parents right. didn't. Like, I didn't, my computer sh- was shitty. <laughs> like, and now we have, yeah. like, full-on VR. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And, like, when I had my first cell phone, like, in high school, I was 16, and I'm 30 now. Yeah. The the cell phone was, like, a yeah, Nokia yeah, brick yeah. phone. I know, it was like that. And now they're, like, <laughs> Now they're computers. Them. They're little computers. And it's, yeah. like, how do we get from that to that in such a short amount of time? Yeah. I know. The five, past 5,000 years, we were, like, guess we can just bang these rocks together. In the past 100 years, we're, like, just kidding, computers! <laughs> go to moon! Let's go to the moon! Like... <laughs> It's just, it's a little suspicious. It is. It's, there's got, there's just, I just don't believe, I guess, there's no part of me that believes that humans are capable of doing that without help. Yeah. Of, of like, coming that far so fast. Yeah. I mean, and it's, and it's, and also, I mean, I think it's also linked to a lot of the nuclear things because UFOs really, like, didn't start getting more and more publicity until they started showing up when there was nuclear activity. So that's an interesting thing too, because they've actually like, there's people who've said that UFOs have shown up on nuclear test sites and shut things down just out of nowhere. They shut them down. Like there's a whole, ah. there's a whole other like article that I've read about that whole thing. Like this one guy who was in nuclear tech was just doing his job. And they're like, Hey, there's like an object out here. And then like all of the missiles like turned off. What? And it's, that's happened multiple times. Like, in different places. That's very scary. Like, just, like, stopping. Like, there's there's nuclear activity going on, and this, like, stops it. I know. I think I think that's what aliens are. They're like, don't mess with, like, splitting atoms, you dummies. You're so dumb. <laughs> yeah, like, this is a terrible idea. Yeah. NASA girl cuts off. Oh, here's one. <laughs> there's one from, like, from last year. It says NASA ground control cuts off Russian, Russian cosmonaut. The moment he reports mysterious UFO. They cut off his yeah. feed? They're just like, or like oh. cut off contact? Yeah, they cut oh off. Oh my god. It's <laughs> like, uh-oh. Whoops. That's so scary. Hold on, let's see. Oh, Ethereal Enchanter in chat says, The first transistor was invented by Bell Labs in 1947, the same year as the Roswell crash. <laughs> Whoops. Coincidence? <laughs> Maybe. Fact or fiction? Oh, that's a... That's weird. Yeah, I guess, like, think of how far technology has come since 1947. Like, since that date, since Roswell, specifically. I mean, if you think about it, you're just like, it's like, wait, what? Yeah. And there's probably a reason why the 50s were so obsessed with, like, aliens and UFOs and, like, flying cars and all this kind of stuff. Because it was, it was in the popular zeitgeist. Yeah. So what else did you discover from the the things that you watched? Um, well, I told you about the military video that was released. So right. that military video, and again, the, the one on the History Channel, if you guys want to watch it and watch a summary of it, it's called Unidentified. And the guy that that is like also used to be a military person. So they pretty much just go through and talk to all of these military people about what they've seen. Again, not saying that they're aliens, not saying that they're anything, just saying that they're unidentified aerial phenomenon. And that's more or less what they talk about. And they say they showed the actual pilots, like they actually spoke to the pilots who were there and saw the Tic Tac. And they were like, yeah, like this, like 
thing went way too fast. Like, it was not a plane. Like, it was not ours. Like, it was totally white and just shaped like a Tic Tac, which, again, that's scary enough. Yeah, because it's a cylinder, <laughs> which is just, like, the scariest shape. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, which is anything without, like, wind, like, that. those are my, my most feared shape. It's just like, ugh, I hate it so much. Ugh. Like, how does it function? It's yeah. just a cylinder. Yeah, there's no wings, no no flying thing, nothing. It's just a cylinder. Um, and the, the two pilots talked about that. This was the article where, and they actually interview him in the show. And they're like, wow, what is that, man? One exclaims, look at it fly. And they actually, like, chase it. Not chase it, but, like, follow it. And um, some of the people saw things where they acted intelligent, like they seemed to know they were there. They would come closer to them. And like, of course, a lot of people, they try to like write it off as like, oh, bugs in the code for the imaging system. But like, no, they saw it. Like they, multiple fighter pilots saw it. Oh my gosh, I hate this. Yeah. So the other thing that they recognize, and these are pilots, remember, they said that the object that they saw, again, the officially reported object could go from 30,000 feet to 20,000 feet to sea level in like a second. And that they could accelerate, slow down, and then hit at hypersonic speeds. Said Lieutenant Akoin, I think, said he interacted twice with the objects. The first time after picking up the object on his radar, he set his plane to merge with it, flying a thousand feet below it. He said he should have been able to see it with his helmet camera, but could not, even though his radar told him it was there. A few days later, Lieutenant Atcoin said a training miss set said a training missile on his jet locked on the object, and his infrared camera picked it up as well. I knew I had it, and I knew it was not a false hit. He said, but I still couldn't pick it up visually. So this was this wasn't the Tic Tac. This was the other one. And then at some at this point, the pilot said they speculated that the object was some part of some classified and extremely advanced drone program. But then pilots began seeing the objects in objects again. In late 2014, Lieutenant Graves said he was back. That's who they talked to, Graves. He was back in base in Virginia Beach, where he encountered a squadron mate just back from mission with a look of shock on his face. He said he was this. By the this is the New York Times, by the way. This is like an actual new. This isn't like this is the New York Times. This isn't the Inquirer. No. <laughs> he said he said he he was stunned to hear that the pilot's word. I almost hit one of those things. The pilot told Lieutenant Graves, the pilot and his wingman were flying in tandem about 100 feet apart over the Atlantic east of Virginia Beach when something flew between them right past the cockpit. It looked to the pilot, Lieutenant Graves said, like a sphere encasing a cube. The incident so spooked the squadron that an aviation flight safety port was refiled, was filed, Lieutenant Graves said. Like, so these are, there's like just so many multiple things. It's just upsetting. I hate that because yeah. that's also close to me. No. Yeah. Anyway, so the, that was a, actually, I got that confused with the Tic Tac incident, but this incident they talk about on that show as well. The Tic Tac one they also talk about, and that was when they actually saw it outside of their windows, and it was just there. Mm-mm. So that's cool. Mm-mm. That's cool. Mm. I mean, that's it, and that's, they have the video. Like, you can watch it. You can watch the radar video. Like, it's right here. And you can listen to them talk and be like, it's on the article when I, that I linked you guys. And you can hear them being like, yeah, what is, is the that? audio of that? Yeah, they're just like, what is that thing? Mm-hmm. That's moving real fast. What is that? Yeah. And it's and they seem genuinely surprised. But yeah, this yeah, one, this oof. is the sphere encased in a cube. I don't think this is the Tic Tac. The Tic Tac is the other one. But it's the same thing. They talk to like military people about both of them. So I've watched a the lot of these. Thing. It's, I've watched so many in the past like two weeks. I watched like, so many. Also, there's more of those, like, 
disappearance triangles all over the U.S. that I just that I read about more of the caves. <laughs> oh God, I do want to find more about caves because caves do scare me genuinely. Yeah, the concept of this like network of underground unknown things. Aliens could be in caves. They could. They could easily hide there and we would never know. I don't know. I feel like if we actually shot that Roswell alien, I feel like we like already fucked up. Like We did. Like, they, well, according like, according to this guy, we did. That was our test. Like they were like, uh, don't and they were like, no, pew pew, you know. <laughs> like the alien was not like, I have a gun, I'm going to shoot you. He was just literally running. And it's like, why would you do that? I guess the guy was just like, I don't understand what's happening. Oh, my God. And like, just freaked out and shot him. But it's the size of a child. Just run up and grab him. (laughs) Yeah, just like tackle him. Yeah, just tackle him. (laughs) Take three steps and catch up with him. He can't be moving that fast. Clearly, they didn't want to hurt us. Like, he could have lasered these people. Yeah, or he could have, like, done anything, like, if presented himself as aggressive in any way. But he didn't, allegedly. Yeah. Like... The Prime Directive. <laughs> yeah, he was just trying to follow the Prime Directive. He was like, oh, crap. Yeah, I bet the aliens like, can't interact ah! with them. Like, just running, like, his little hands are up. I'm failing. Aliens are just trying to be not like Archer when it comes to the Prime Directive, which, gosh. Yeah. Hot mess. Hot mess. Yeah. But, but yeah, so the, those, and then, God, I watched a whole bunch on, um, well, I watched some more on the mass sightings. Like, I watched a couple other ones on the, uh, Phoenix Lights. I've probably seen, like, every documentary on Phoenix Lights at this point. And still the best evidence is the governor talking about the Phoenix Lights because he was like, yeah, I don't know what it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> I watched a um, a silly found footage film that was about uh, aliens in Phoenix. It was like the Phoenix Lights That's kind awesome. of thing. I'll have to look up what it was. I like I like found footage films. I think that they're very fun, so that is fun. I watch them a lot. That is fun. I love that. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. Ugh. It's just, there's so many. And it's just, like, the evidence is is so overwhelming, I think, just because I was doing, like, watching so much. and It's just, it's overwhelming. There's so much. There's just so much. It's true. When people are just like, oh, there's there's nothing. I'm like, I don't know what it is, but there's definitely something, because there's a lot of evidence. Yeah, there's something going on. There can't be, with all of this, all these things that are seen, there's at least something, like, Maybe some other country has some insane technology we're not aware of. I guess there's the possibility of that. But there's just something going on that has no explanation. And that's scary. Yeah. It's frightening. Like, and again, all these like super weird documents on the, I like haven't even gotten that far on, like, there's just like seeing bright objects in the sky. They're all from the 50s. So weird. And like, they wrote about them. Like, they were documenting this stuff. Unsettling. I mean, they have to, and they have to, I guess, they they have to say that they don't know what it is because right, that could get them into, I feel like, all kinds of trouble if they tried to conclusively have an opinion about anything. Right, exactly. I think it was the Chilean government. Yes, yes, okay, I found it. Yes. So this was also talked about in, yeah, this one's weird. Ugh. <laughs> I hate it. This is also talked about in the show I watched. In the unidentified show. So Chile just released an official UFO video, the Chilean government. So they're saying it's not all America. Like a lot of these, like, again, France also released it. Oh, I think I've seen that one. I showed I think it I to you. I have seen that one. It was the yeah. one where it's, it's like leaking a trail of shit in the sky. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it just like, doesn't it shoot? Is that the one that shoots through the atmosphere? 
Or no, that that's a different, a different one? one. That's a different one. That's in uh that one's in space. This one's not in space. Oh my gosh. This one. So if you guys click on that and go to the uh, the link that I, you can see the video down at the bottom, and you can see that there's like it drops like a trail of it's really dark because it's that's a heat camera so that's just heat in the sky and then you see it like drop a trail of like some kind of weird like total like heated material they don't know what it is and then just just pieces out but it's so hot that it shows up as black it's just like oh it's so weird i hate it so much like if you guys watch it you can see it's just like so obvious it's so dark that it's whatever it's putting into the air is so superheated that it just shows up as black on a heat sensor. And then it stops, and then it just, like, keeps on going, I guess. Like, ha, bye, I guess. <laughs> bye! <laughs> and that was released That was released by the Chilean government as something they did not know what it was. And that's why they, they wanted to know. Yeah, they investigated. They don't know what it is. They have no idea. And that's like, they admitted it. They're like, we don't know what this is. It's not ours. It's not a plane. It was in our airspace. Does anyone else know? And everyone else is like, no. <laughs> and they, he actually, in the documentary, talks to these guys, the Chilean officials, and is like, do you know what this is? And they're like, no. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because I... <laughs> yeah, it's pretty upsetting that, that's, that they can just do that. But there's, so there's quite a few different governments that have admitted to having this footage now and it's just but nothing's happening about it because i think that whatever whoever does know isn't telling the people that don't know because <laughs> obviously chili doesn't know chili's like uh-oh <laughs> like can you guys help us <laughs> yeah which i feel like is the better approach like no eh, we tried for a while to secretly look into it can figure it out yeah here you go do you know <laughs> Yeah, oh, man. Say, and, and they also, like, they, the experts in Chile research this, and they talk about it in the documentary, but it says, like, okay, Chilean experts knew that this would have been an, here, I'll read it to you guys. Um, they took it to, I guess, like, a bunch of French people looked at it, too. The French analyst proposed the object was a medium-haul aircraft coming in for a landing into the Santiago airport, and the effluent tra affluent trail observed on two occasions probably result from dumping some cabin wastewater, forming a plume oriented along the local wind blowing from the west. They based this on their calculation that the distance between the two hotspots was consistent with the standard distance between the two jet engines of a medium-haul aircraft. Chile Chilean experts knew this would have been impossible for a number of reasons. This plane would have been seen on primary radar. It would have had to be cleared for landing in Santiago or another airport. It would likely have responded to radio communications. <laughs> Airplanes do not throw out water when landing. In fact, in Chile, a plane wishing to inject any material re must request permission from the DGAC before doing so. That regulation is widely known and respected. And if you guys saw recently, a plane in Los Angeles dumped fuel. And it was a big deal because the fuel fell out of the sky and landed on an elementary school. Yeah, that would, yeah. So like, that's awful. Yeah, so if planes dump anything, they people need to know because it literally falls out of the sky and lands on people. So anyway, they don't do that unless they request permission to do so. It seems unlikely that this experienced pilot would not have recognized this as an airplane because that's a pilot saw it, or at least kept that opinion open afterwards if it were a possibility. In fact, hypothetically, by the way, this is Huffington Post. This is not like the Inquirer. In fact, if hypothetically water was expelled, it would have immediately plummeted the ground given the warm air temperature. According to NASA, contrails are human-induced clouds that usually form at very high altitudes. 
where the air is extremely cold. Because of this, contrails form not when an airplane is taking off or landing, but when it is at cruising altitude. The plume ejected from the object must be some kind of gas or energy and was not something tangible like water. It says, uh, the French calculations confirmed that the UAPs, which is what they call, again, unidentified aerial phenomenon, altitude was the same as the helicopters and that the helicopter's velocity along its linear trajectory was constant, just as the witness had stated. So, so like, people are trying to say, no, it was a plane. They're like, it couldn't have been because they didn't have any planes flying there at the time. And it was seen by a pilot. Like, and it just dumped a bunch of crap. It said they also ruled out a bird, flying insect, drone, parachute, or hang glider. (laughs) It can be concluded that the object has all the characteristics to be classified as an unidentified aerial phenomenon. Because it said, um, Air Force photo analysis confirmed that the object was real, three-dimensional form with volume and that it has control in its movements. It's not affected by the wind, reflected the light, and threw out some kind of energy. Yep. 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 Mm. Yep. 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 And if you guys watch the video... It's super creepy. Yep. Uh, <sighs> this is depressing and scary. Aliens depress me because it's just, I feel like it's not only is something that we don't know, it's scary. It's unknown. It could be potentially like we are being abducted and harmed. But on top of all of it, like, I feel like we would find out more if we did like work with each other and cared more about each other. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it is, it's creepy and it's weird. And again, people don't, the worst part is that. Putting it out, I mean, it's like putting it out there officially. It's like all these UFO, like, things that are conspiracy sites I've read, like, people that are in the, like, community of research for this have been, like, disclosure. Like, there's going to be disclosure. The worst thing is that it's not disclosure. The worst thing mm-hmm. is that it's still secret, but they're like, we don't know, but I guess it's there. And <laughs> that's, like, way worse. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. But uh, definitely my homework for you guys is to watch that ident- Unidentified History Channel series. Because it's awesome. It's really good. It has a lot of good information. It has even more incidents than the one that I talked about here. And it has the interviews with the actual pilots. So, like, seeing the people actually talk about this stuff, I feel like is so much... It makes it so much more real than just reading an article, you know? And if you want to read the book that I read, it's The Day After Roswell by Colonel Philip J. Corso. I didn't finish it yet. I will finish it. He does get kind of rambly, and you're like, okay, <laughs> Grandpa, half the time. About, like, but when I was in Nam, you're like, okay, stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's always like, when I was in Korea, all these things. And you're like, okay, please stop. Get back to the aliens. Yeah. Like, I get you're trying to, like, ground yourself in reality and prove that you're, like, a prolific human, but please <laughs> get back to the aliens. But recommend it. I think you should at least check it out. It's very interesting, and it's got a lot of detail in it. Anyway, should we do some fact or fiction? It's time for fact or fiction. We will be reading chilling tales submitted from the community and guessing, are these fact, fiction, or somewhere in between? Use your best spooky scout skills to determine the truth. Do you have a scary story to tell? You can submit them to us at SpookySaturdayStories at gmail.com to have them read on the show. Just make sure to include if they are fact or fiction and your name. Fact. Fiction. Fact. Fiction. Oh yeah, you have your sign now. I know, I have my (laughs) fact. Fiction. I'm going to put it. Suki said your story time. Here you go. Okay. Go. Okay. This one comes from Dan, aka the villain 76. As part of my New Year's resolutions for 2020, I'm taking more walks around the country lanes near where I live. Every week, I try to walk a little further, and my fitness is improving each time. So far, so ordinary. On one route that I sometimes take, there's a certain point along the road that just feels somehow wrong. 
There's nothing unusual about this spot. There's an old farm building on one side of the road, a nicely kept house on the other side, and a row of willow trees that reach out over the road. But for some reason, whenever I get to that point, I start to feel slightly uncomfortable, as if something is off in some way that I can't quite put my finger on. It's a couple of miles away from home, though, so at that point, I usually turn around and start to head back. On my latest excursion, it was a cold day with a gusting wind. The wind was at my back, so I was feeling pretty fresh when I reached the off place and decided to push on a little further. Before I had taken a dozen steps, the wind seemed to pick up further and started whistling, almost howling behind me. I turned around, but there was nothing there. I put the noise down to the wind blowing through some telephone lines overhead and continued on, but feeling uneasy. Just a few steps further on, I heard a snap and a thud and felt something brush the back of my heel as I was walking. I turned around to see a decent-sized branch had broken off one of the willow trees and landed right behind me, brushing my heel as it did so. Half a second earlier and it would have hit me square on the head. I was now starting to freak out a bit and looked around again. There was still nothing there, but the wind continued to howl. Perhaps it was my anxiety, but it felt like something was telling me, this is your last warning, go no further. The The feeling was so intense and oppressive that I turned around and got out of there. As soon as I got around the next corner, the feeling subsided and the wind seemed to drop. I have no idea what happened or what caused it, but I will not be taking that route again. No. No. What do you think? Is this fact or is it fiction? Oh, I don't know. I feel, I mean, I feel like that's, that's spooky. That is spooky. It's, it's like, it could be, it could be a ghost, a haunted, a haunted place. It sounds ghosty to me. I'm going to say fact. You're going to say fact. Mm-hmm. We have pretty overwhelming fact in the chat. Well, this one's real. Apparently it happened to them on the day they sent it in. Ah! Like they were just still processing it and they sent it in. No. Just for, just for that. Just for that. Frakes. <laughs> Frakes. <laughs> it's true. This one's real. I love, I love Frakes. Fact. <laughs> fact. Our Lord and Savior Frakes. <laughs> so, Jonathan. That's a spooky story. I, like, it could be like, maybe it's a, a, it could be like a dimensional thing or a, a ghost, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like that was, I feel like that's more of a ghost. Could be Bigfoot. Sometimes wood like things are Bigfoot related. That's true, but what about the wind? Yeah, that's the true. wind blowing. I I feel like that's some spooky ghost stuff. Like uh, the, maybe that. I mean, houses can be haunted. That's probably true. Probably areas outside can be haunted. Yeah, yeah, a corrupted part of the land. Who knows? Ooh, yeah, yeah. That's like I watched a movie on Netflix that was not great, but it was about kind of um, like an ancient god or something of the land Mm. that this guy stumbled upon and he was like trapped in a giant grassy field and like it was like transcending time and he was like trapped there so it was like the land was haunted so it's probably like that yeah and you probably would have been trapped forever so good job leaving (laughs) good job leaving (laughs) you did it you did it in fact all right i have this story from kayla i'm gonna start reading it now hold on Ever since I was young, I've had, a, I've had weird fun- slash paranormal things happen to me or around me. Seeing shadow people slash shadow cats. Here, by the way, that'd be, that'd be fun. I would like a shadow cat. Hearing footsteps in my basement when no one was down there. Smelling beef stew cooking at 3 a.m. No, I'm not kidding. Oh. One time, uh, that's a ghosty thing for sure. One time when yeah. I was in my early 20s, one of the worst things happened. One of the worst of these happened. I was in bed starting to wake up. I felt hands around my neck trying to choke me and like someone was sitting on my chest. I felt like I couldn't breathe. It startled me, 
the rest of the way awake, but no one was in my room besides me. It could have been a hallucination, but the hands felt very real, as did the heaviness on my chest. A few months later, I was walking around Atlanta after a very important hearing. I felt like things had gone wrong and I had failed. I then felt someone push me towards the traffic and I almost fell in front of a car. When I quickly turned around, there was no one near enough for me to have shoved me. I'm okay now, but the, those days I felt as if demons were literally trying to kill me. Whoa. That's scary. I know, that does sound like sleep paralysis. And this is from uh, Roxy Rondel, 79. That definitely sounds like sleep paralysis, but not but, unsure of the but, beef stew. <laughs> I mean, I feel like sleep paralysis has a lot of, like, like, I don't know. It is sleep paralysis, but I feel like it has a lot of, like, weird, like, channels to the paranormal and the unknown. Like, sometimes, mm-hmm. especially sometimes people are more in tune to things like that, to, like, ghosty things. Like, and they happen to some people more than others. It's just a thing, which is... Yeah, that definitely sounds like uh, the situation here. Yeah, ghosty things. Oh, no, I'm going to say You're... fact to ghosty things. Okay, well, chat seems mostly fact, some fiction, some faction. This one's also true. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Yeah, I can believe that. That seems like perhaps you do have some sort of connection to the spirit realm. Yeah. You could cultivate this connection, but that is very dangerous. Yeah. If you do, make sure to tell us and tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> Please write about it and send it in. Send Thank it you. Fact. Fact. Fact, fact, fact. No, that was a good one. It's 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 interesting. Interesting. Oh my gosh. And very interesting. I would like to I mean, if you have any more instances like that, tell us for sure cuz I don't know. As a whole, that's that's a lot. And I don't know what I would do if continually these things happened to me. I've I've had some weird things happen, but not with like any sort of frequency. No. Yeah, that, that would upset me if it was like Yeah. That would be too much. Too much. Alright. What's our what's our next story? Okay. This one comes from Sappy Duder. Story time. All right, here I go. This happened to me on New Year's Eve, and before anyone says anything, I have never had anything alcoholic to drink that night. I was at my fr- <laughs> I was at my friend's house, and we had to stay in the same bed that night. I typically wake up a lot during the night, so I thought nothing of it when I woke up. I saw someone standing over the bed and go to the ground, so I thought she was awake. I leaned over just to see which see that she was asleep on the bed. It was weird. I thought it was my eyes playing tricks on me, but then I saw it again at the foot of the bed, just standing over us, staring at us. It wasn't anyone else in the house because it was bright enough to see faces, and it was just this black mass. We both have experiences with non-human things following us around, so I think it might have been something following her around. Anyway, that's all I have for now. (laughs) More spooky spooky stuff might happen to me because I seem to be a beacon for the paranormal. So another one. Ah, z- ah. Do we? <laughs> ah. Yeah, that's that's what scares me is like the shadow. Yeah, I don't like that. So this one was standing at the foot of the bed and then like, I guess, sunk down to the ground from how it was described, which is very not okay. Yeah, that's not okay. Not okay with that. That's okay. Um, so do we think this is fact or fiction? <sighs> I don't know. I feel like this is still fact. I feel like there's some, I mean, this sounds spooky. It sounds like it could happen. It sounds like it's, even if it was, like, a hallucination, it's still scary. Whoop. There's a lot of facts. There's some ghosts in the chat. Well, this one is also true. Whoa. Whoa. 
Fact. Sappy Duderer. What the heck? You know, let's haven't hasn't Sappy Duder sent in stories before too? I think so. I'm saying y'all y'all are getting attacked by ghosties. Yeah, I'm not I'm not okay with this uh overwhelming ghost <laughs> situation. So many truths yeah, so many today. Truths. Yeah. So filled with the truth. We talked about aliens, fact, and then we had three fact stories. Isn't that crazy? Fact. My other alien story before I forget to anyone that's new was that um um I mean I have a bunch. I have like a, I have a bunch above like personal alien stories. But uh one of them my was from my my pappy and my granny who lived in the mountains. My pappy used to work at Area 51. He worked for Skunk Works on the stealth uh bomber or on the I think on the, on the stealth fighter, not bomber. And he uh they were sitting in their house in the mountains and a, a light came behind them. They're like in the middle of nowhere and it lit up their whole house. All their power went out. It passed by the back of them and then disappeared and all their power came back on. Mm-mm. Yeah. And he wouldn't, and he would always like be super secretive about the stuff that he saw. Like, but I think he dealt with more of the like, um, flying, like, like a uh, nuclear side or whatever that is. But, um, he definitely did. He definitely was reading the book, um, day after Roswell. He had that book. Did he know anything? <laughs> Who knows? Ugh! Also, when I went on the tour of Area 51, our tour guide said um, that his dad worked at Area 51. He was local, and his dad was a veterinarian. So why was he working there? Why was there a veterinarian working at Area 51? One thing about this book that I forgot to bring up was the place that they stored the building that they did. I I, I noted this, and I forgot to say it. The building where he saw that dead alien in the liquid. Yeah. It was... um, a vet building. No. Where they used to keep the horses. Oh my god. He said no. that that's where they put everything. No, yeah. His dad was in the veterinary building. The vet building with the horses. Yeah. Like he said it was like where they used to keep horses no. and stuff, but obviously they don't need them anymore. And that's where they stored everything. No, no, no. No. Yeah. No. I forgot to wow. It all comes full circle. <laughs> Alien. <gasps> Ugh. That's awful. Very scary. Yeah. Well, anyway, we I have there's so many we have so many good stories, but it's it's getting late. I must put the chickens to bed. No. I know. I just looked out the window and I like waved at them. <laughs> at least it's not getting dark at 4 p.m. anymore. Ugh. Oh, I know. Yeah. Same. It's like when I leave my work at 5 p.m., I'm like, it's still daylight. Yay. I know. Yay. Um, if you have <laughs> a fact or fiction, remember a story, you can submit it to spooky Saturday stories at gmail.com. We want your stories, whether they be fact or fiction. It's a good way to, to uh, practice your creative writing skills. Yeah, try to write something that's super convincing. Those yeah. are fun, like where you trick everybody. You can uh, submit whatever you want. It can be ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, cryptids, you know, whatever. Time slips. There's so many things. But yeah, please submit your stories, whether they be fact or fiction. And uh, we'd be happy to read them. Yes. Yeah, ley lines. We don't know that much. We haven't talked about that at all. Like, even if you have... Ooh, that would be a fun one. Yeah, even if you have something you'd like us to cover, something that you're really passionate about or you know a lot of, like, interesting information about, please just email that to us because, like, we want to learn new paranormal things, too. Yeah, and if you have books or movies or something... We got any good books or good movies or whatever. Like, that's... We're always looking for new new things. And we're also working on a website where after these episodes, we'll have all the links for you. So you'll be able to go and read a blog post about the episode. There'll be links so that you can click on the different evidence like the CIA documents and things like that. So we're working on all of that. But you know, we're yes, we're doing a million things. It's busy. That's fine. We got it. 
We'll get it. Creepy kid past live things is another thing I would love to talk about because there's a lot of those and they're messed up and I hate I would, it. I think I would really like to do a whole episode on Skinwalker Ranch Ooh. because we talked about that again today when I was getting my tattoo done. Yeah. And that would be a good episode. Some creepy stuff. There's a lot of content there. There's a lot. And Bigelow is such a strange, strange person. Yeah. And yes, there is a Discord server. Are we ready to give the Discord server out yet? Or are we waiting on that? I don't remember. I think we need to add more things to it. Yeah, we need to add some channels and stuff. Oh, yeah. But we'll tweet it's it just out. There. Like, yeah, right now it's just like it's general. Just there, yeah. we'll, we'll, we need to have channels and things. So we'll, hopefully next week we can have more of the website and Discord server and thing things like that. We'll have that. We'll get it. We got it. Yeah, but it's fun. It'll There's going to be more stuff. And then we'll have patches. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see you all next week. Uh, don't get too don't get too spooked. Make sure to take care of yourselves, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us for Spooky Saturday. I'm Kayla Klein, and you can find me at kaylakline.com or on social media as at k a y n c l i. And I'm Holly Conrad, and you can find me on social media as at Holly Conrad or at Commander Holly. And you can find our clothing store at trashcoven.com. We hope you enjoyed learning and speculating with us tonight. If you want to find out more about Spooky Saturday and becoming a Spooky Scout, you can find links to our social media, Discord, and more at SpookySaturday.com. Spooky Saturday airs live every Saturday on twitch.tv slash hollyconrad at 3 p.m. Pacific.